CJ Stroud is definitely him. This guy is phenomenal. He's constantly improving. He's he's clutching in in the most crazy scenarios and what he's doing right now as he's progressing and maturing and what this D'Amico Ryan's head coach uh, uh, this little story tale, uh, this fairy tale story and ending is, is unbelievable. Like this is a this is a fairy tale story here for this guy, unbelievable. And uh, it's hard not to root for Stroud, hard not to root for D'Amico, hard not to root for Nico Collins, hard not to root for this team for 2024 as they get Tank Dell back. Imagine what this guy can do with Tank Dell healthy and in the lineup. Playoff picture, Texans win. The Fantasy Football Show begins now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also live whenever news breaks. Live whenever news breaks, live after games to break down everything, to talk about the value, the fantasy value, the the playoff picture. There's so much to, to kind of unpack here, and there's so much to come tomorrow. So there's a lot a lot to, to, to take in and a lot of guesswork still uh, to be done. But, man, man, the playoff picture is getting clearer and clearer, and every step we take, we have more of, of an idea who to draft on these underdog fantasy mitten playoff drafts, and if anybody wants to draft with me tonight, just head on over to underdog fantasy promo code Smitty, do it live, do it live, appreciate every single one of you, uh, hit that, that, that link in the description that I'm going to drop right now, this link helps your boy out, helps the channel out, but also, it also helps you out because they double your first deposit up to $100. And if you want to draft with me, you have to uh, you have to get in, get signed up, do it early. Here's the the link right now. I'm going to drop it. There it is. Jump in. Let me pin the link right now for everybody, so it is easily easily uh, attainable. Um, let me see here. Hold on. It has been pinned. There we go. So anybody wants to draft, we might get into a draft tonight and do a little underdog mitten playoff uh, drafting where you've got to try and anticipate. What teams are going to make it in your drafting players that may or may not make the playoffs. And this picture is becoming more clear, so it's a little bit easier to know. But there's still some unknowns. We'll break that down in a second. But first, let's go over C.J. Stroud. To the moon. At the very least, I mean, should we just put him on the moon now? (sighs) I feel like we got to at this point. How do you not feel like this guy's a league winner? Not only that, though, for 2024, if you look at the quarterback rankings, by default, C.J. Stroud is going to be very, very low on your own rankings. You just can't find space for him. And even if you kind of say, oh, yeah, I think he could be above these guys. I'd actually like him more. You can draft him later. And and so it's it's crazy. Like when we look at uh, potential um, ADP or ADP data, or we just do a little mock draft here. Let me, let me get into... Uh, Let's see here. Let me let me pull up the. Uh, let me see if I can move this uh, camera around. This camera is all jacked up. I think this is it. Here we go. Okay, so we'll zoom in here. I think I might have hit it. I think I must have hit it with my shoulder a minute ago. I kind of remember it. 
<laughs> smacking right into it. But if we look at like uh, 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 actually, let's do some QB rankings. If we look at quarterback rankings and we say to ourselves, okay, Hertz um, is one or, or Allen, however you want to rank it. And a lot of people say, you know, oh, Mahomes will be fine. And some people say Mahomes will will not return to glory, whatever. I, I disagree with that. Uh, five, four, five. You start getting into this, like, Lamar, um, this Joe Burrow territory. And you start getting into the six, seven, eight, nine, ten, where you have fields. You have uh, quarterbacks like... And let me even pull just so I don't miss somebody because I'm spitballing here. And where would I rank the next quarterback? I'd probably say, man, looking at it for 2020, I'd say AR5. Um, AR5 has got to be in here. You could even say AR5 over Burrow. Um, after AR5, you got Herbert, Stroud, Kyler, Fields, Jordan Love. So really, this is where Stroud's probably going to go. Anywhere from 7 all the way down to even like 11. And anybody that, that ranks him here will probably get you know some eye rolls from people like us who, who, who are going to see it coming, even though everybody should. It's just it's weird how that happens. People, I don't know, a lot of people like to doubt what they didn't see coming. And if, even if we want to say that he wasn't somebody that, let's just, let's just say he wasn't somebody we were super, super, I wasn't super, super high on in the offseason. I'll admit that. I still have an adjust and adapt mentality, and I'm not an idiot. What I see in front of me is in a, a legit, amazing top five, six, seven quarterback. But some people will refuse to believe it. Some people will be hell bent on saying, you know, you know, uh, uh, Fields is coming back, and and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Herbert, how do you not have Herbert in the top five? Well, there's a lot of reasons why not to have Herbert in the top five. Same reasons we didn't. I didn't have Herbert in my top five walking into this year. So, like, Stroud could go anywhere in here, but Stroud belongs. He does belong right here. He belongs at seven. But the crazy part is you're not going to have to overpay for Stroud because if you look at where quarterbacks fall, you're talking about the top three or four QBs falling in the two to three, almost top of four territory. Like, Stroud's going to be in five, six, seven. You know, maybe we'll call it five or six. That's not too early for C.J. Stroud. That's absolutely fantastic value. That's a great territory to grab C.J. Stroud. Nico was phenomenal. Let's go over this game real quick. Here's the box score for the Bobbies in the in the building that didn't watch the game. C.J. Stroud, 264, two touchdowns, zero INTs, total command of the game. This stat line doesn't really even do him justice. Devin Singletary, 63 yards, one TD. Uh, Stroud had three carries for 20 yards. Nico was phenomenal. Nico gets a standing ovation. Stroud gets a standing ovation as well. Yeah, we, we're, we're excited about what we saw. Stroud, Stroud looked phenomenal. The stat line doesn't even tell the story. Like, just the command in the pocket, just the ability to, to extend and navigate, put the ball in a place where Nico could get to it when it was probably not the safest play or it wasn't drawn up the way it was supposed to be and Stroud would extend loft the ball up give Nico time to run under it like it was just amazing improv impromptu type quarterbacking it was just as veteran like uh Nico looked fantastic Nico nine for 195 and a touchdown he was all over the place and I know this might trigger a Nico's better than Tank Dell debate in the offseason and it's warranted it really is. Like, anybody that acts like Dell's going to take it back 
without hesitation the top spot which I think before Dell went down, I think everybody in here will admit that Tank Dell was trending toward the number one wide receiver claim in Houston. But I think if you're open and objective and honest about it, there's there's a debate for sure. There's definitely a debate for sure. Um, of course, uh, Okafer's in here to drop some negativity like he always does. I don't think Stroud is that great of a fantasy QB. He's just getting started, Okafer. He's just getting started. What are you talking about? Like how how are we how are we talking about how he's capped already? His value is capped already. What are we what are we even saying, Okafer? At, at this point, I don't think he's name a name a topic you haven't come in and tried to just take a dump on, bro. It's like constant with you. It's constant. No matter what, it's 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 you're just gonna be against the grain. You're gonna go against whatever anybody says. If I come in here and say, "Hey, guess what? H and to the moon," you're gonna come in and say, "No, the moon's no longer there." If I come in and say, "You know, hey, uh, JD Five is gonna be the next elite rookie quarterback," you know what you're gonna say? Oh, he's too slender. <laughs> All right, he won't run. I don't know what we're talking about here, bro. What are we talking about here? And Okafer, you have your chance to call in and tell me why you don't think this guy that's learning on the fly in his first command, bro, his first year, first year under center, has his star wide receiver out of the game, back against the wall, drops two touchdowns really early on, 264, runs for another 20, and you don't think he's a good fantasy football prospect? When he's just getting going, bro. God, man, how many, how many times, Okafer? How many times? How many times are we gonna do this song and dance? Nico, fire to the moon. Stroud, fire to the moon. Top seven potential quarterback you're looking at right here. Like I said, when you get past Lamar Burrow, AR five, you could even start arguing that. That Stroud belongs in that territory, but this is where he's going to fall, the 7 to 10 range. And let me tell you, when you do a mock draft and you start to notice where the QB7 is going, there's no real way to overvalue him. That's the beauty of loving a quarterback that falls in the 6, 7, 8, 9 QB ranking territory. And by default, you just, you just won't see anybody shoving him into the top five. Maybe on occasion. Maybe on occasion. Uh, I'm a hater, Smitty. What can I say? I guess you are, bro. I guess you are, cause it's it, we don't hear from you unless it's a it's a you're pissed off about a comment or you know you you disagree with a topic. I, we literally haven't seen you here since your last negative you know question or comment. Like I don't know if you watch every show and you just sit there and when you're ready you you pounce on it. But like this isn't it, bro. I mean Stroud. How can you have that determination of Stroud already when he hasn't even, he's he's just getting going. He lost his top wide receiver. You're going to judge a quarterback off losing their top wide receiver? Now, Nico's trying to prove he's the top wide receiver, but come on, bro. Come on. Uh, okay, so let's, let's get to the rest of this, um, and then we'll take some phone calls. Appreciate everybody being in here on a, a freaking Saturday evening 
at what is it 1 a.m we started before 1 a.m but it's 1 a.m now Gardner Minshew poor guy I mean was the ball that he threw that lost the game slightly you know inaccurate sure but like it's catchable touches your hands dad taught you this dad taught everybody this you he touches your hands you catch it and uh poor Gardner Minshew man poor Indianapolis Colts but at the end of the day, I mean, I think the better team won. I think JT is going to be a hot topic. There's so many JT truthers out there that are so overly passionate about his value. Like, is he in the mix for a top five running back value next year? Absolutely. But, you know, he, he's he got an injury history that I don't love. He's, you know, there, there's there's some questions about, like, can this guy put together a full season year over year? And I just, I, I'm not saying I, I hate him. I'm not saying I don't like his value at round two. But if, if people and occasionally get hit with a Smitty, he should be in the top two or three overall players or the top two or three running backs. If that's where you're taking him, I won't own JT in 2024. It's not that I'm rooting against him. It's not that I doubt him. It's not that I don't think he can deliver insane production when he's on the field especially with AR5 back, but AR5 will vulture a little bit. AR5 will take some of the rushing touchdowns away. Uh, you do need, it kind of it kind of liken it to maybe like a Saquon Barkley um, touchdown opportunity situation where it's like, you know, if he breaks a long one off like like JT did in this game, he's going fe- to feast, you know? And if he doesn't, he might end up with 90 to 110 total yards, maybe a 0.35% chance of a touchdown and two to three receptions, four receptions. I mean, he had two receptions for eight yards in this game. They got to utilize him more in terms of being a, a relied upon pass catcher, and they, they, they need to work on that, I think, this coming season. I hope AR dumps it off to him a lot, checks down to him a lot, but at the end, end of the day, I don't think he can be inside my top five running backs. He just can't. I mean, you're going to put him above Brees Hall. You're going to put him above CMC. You're going to put him above uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs. I don't think so. You're going to put him above Kyron Williams. No way. No way. You start getting toward that five, six running back territory. I'm more open-minded to it. I think the the top around two feels pretty decent for him, I suppose, in one league. But he's not an all-eggs-in-one-basket kind of player. He's not somebody I'm going to draft in multiple leagues at 12, 13, 14 overall. Maybe one league where I'm like, look, I don't know how running backs are going to survive this draft. This is a bunch of running back hog type drafters. I'm going to go ahead and take him at 13 at the 12, 13 turn. But it's just like, does anybody really believe that JT is going to stay healthy for three straight years? Like if we're talking dynasty, I can't draft him anywhere near that 12 13 overall i just can't and i'd rather have a wide receiver that has a lot of longevity i'd rather have marvin harrison jr you know i'd rather have you know a, a 1.1 is what i'm trying to get at and in redraft I, I think that's where it flips for me back to wide receiver heavy so if we're talking about being in the middle uh, of a draft let's say and jt's going around Let's say 12 to 13. So here's the here's the first round. Here's the second round. And you've got this territory here where I love drafting an RB because RBs are king 
And anybody saying RB's dead, the starting running back, the workhorse running back's dead, doesn't understand football because it's a cycle I've heard for over two decades of doing this professionally. Over two decades, I've sat here listening to people say the running back's dead, the running back's dying. Do you know that I heard that as 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 uh, with conviction, as much conviction, before Zeke Elliott was drafted into the NFL? And I was doing this professionally then. Do you know how many times I heard people say the running back's dead? Before Zeke entered, they started coming back into the fold, the, the workhorse running backs. Now we've got Ky- we got CMC, we got Kyron, we got Hall, we got Jameer Gibbs. And if anybody says Jameer Gibbs is not a workhorse back, if anybody says Alvin Kamara hasn't been a workhorse back, your definition of workhorse back is garbage. Because workhorse back is volume, not defined as between the tackle carries. That's not how I define workhorse back. A workhorse puts his team on his back and literally carries the football team constantly. These are four, just four, four workhorse running backs that I would rather have, obviously, over JT. And then what happens, what ends up happening, and this is where, like, it comes down to like, you know, does Arthur Smith get fired? Does another running back creep up? Does HN deserve to be considered at the five territory? And I love how much that'll piss people off. I love all the HN haters probably just said, did he did he just say HN as running back five? You bet your bottom dollar I said he's in the top five running back consideration. And if you're not ready for that, you better turn the channel off for about a good month or two because you might get a heavy dose of Devon Achan uh, being spewed out left and right. So you buckle up for that one, Buttercup. It's coming in hot. But JT, once I get to this territory where I'm drafting potentially a JT, right around this you know, 2.1, 2.2, 2.3, I think that's when I swing back into a wide receiver mode. Again, I'm a best player available drafter. But I just can't see a lot of teams of, of mine having JT in this 2.1 uh, to 2.4 territory, which is where I think JT will go. I think JT could go here at the bottom of round one. I think a lot of truthers would take the, the plunge there and fear that they might not get him in this territory where his ADP might actually live. But... <sighs> no, 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 no way I'm, I'm valuing him like this you know going forward I, I i like him i like him this is not a, a, a hate jt you know segment or anything i don't want anybody to think that uh okafer's taken back his hate already he says uh and i, I give you props for this at least hey, i think i take it back but he didn't realize there aren't that many great fantasy qbs okay just when you go and and uh, and, and just when i think you couldn't say anything worse you go ahead and totally not redeem yourself, Okafer. Uh, there are a lot of great fantasy QBs. I'm not sure what that even means, but I appreciate you taking back the C.J. Stroud slander because it's not it's not warranted. Uh, we got SF Flood coming in with a twenty dollar hauler flood to the moon. Alert! Super chat alert! Alert. Super chat alert. Flood, appreciate you dropping a 20 wide. Flood says Texans have a hell of a coach and a franchise QB coming from a Niners fan. Flood, appreciate you dropping the 20 wide, and I couldn't agree more, bro. 
I, I this coach, this this D'Amico, and I know you're biased toward D'Amico too. Let's be honest, where he comes from, from the Shanahan coaching tree, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal, and his team loves him. The organization loves him. The city loves him. The building loves him. The grass loves him. Everybody loves this man, and they want to fight for him. And I can't wait to see what happens as as uh, as the the playoffs unfold. Because like this will be a team to a hundred percent root for. You know, this will be a team that everybody will want to root for. This is a team everybody will want to advance yet another round. And it'll be interesting to see how good they do. Um, if they had Tank Dell, I think they'd be that much more likely of advancing. You know, one game at a time, put one foot in front of the other. There, I definitely wouldn't count out this team. I wouldn't count out them having some gritty wins. You know what I mean? Like where they somehow, some way, have a remarkable victory here, just escape by a field goal. Somehow, some way, defense steps up. Somehow, some way, and it's like they win another game. You know, you never know, but I, I think I will give if I'm a, if I'm gonna put something on this, I, I will probably say give them till next year before we start expecting a deep playoff plunge. But to get into the playoffs was a remarkable feat all in itself. You know, it did feel like they crawled in. You know, at the end of this game, so that's why I kind of feel like I, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying to doubt them or second guess them, but I would say like I, I definitely feel like C.J. Stroud and the Texans kind of got lucky a little bit he played great football but there was an opportunity for the Colts to to take this game back and they didn't they failed they dropped the ball so I just don't know how how much I feel like this team going in is gonna just start you know wiping the the floor with with better teams right now better teams on paper better teams you know in my projections but I mean would I put it past CJ Stroud winning a game he shouldn't win no absolutely not absolutely not uh dial into the show Phone lines are open. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Down to the show. We got another piece of news here I just wanted to share with everybody. Uh, Miami Dolphins, uh, Raheem Mostert and Jalen uh, Warren, or Jalen Warren, Jalen Waddle are not expected to play versus the Bills. This is huge news. <laughs> huge. I mean, you got Chubb going down. You got Mostert. And Waddle not expected to play tomorrow night in the spotlight game, last game of the the regular season. And you have the 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 division on the line. The Buffalo Bills, you know, their playoff uh, hopes on the line. Like everything's on the line. This game is a win, and you you you're in. You win, you're in. You control your destiny. You win this game. And you not only control your destiny and get into the playoffs, but you clinch the division automatically in there. And then the Dolphins, like, you know, this is tough because the Dolphins are trying to be smart. They're trying to be smart with their playoff plan of attack, their ability to be healthy when it really matters. And I know that this game matters to them. They want this game badly, but at the same time, this is a this is a tough decision for any coach. Would we rather try and still win it and be in a hundred percent capacity going in? That's what he's thinking. But wow, this is big news. Not only is this big news for the the Buffalo Bills' chances of winning this game tomorrow night in the spotlight Sunday night game, but also. This gives our boy Devon Achan a chance to do his thing. Yeah, buddy. Achan, please report to your show. 
touchdown probability high. Yeah, yeah, it's it's coming, it's coming. Uh, so anyway, that that news is out there. Just want to get that out. There's a lot of horrible week 18 dilemmas. Some of you guys have. No one should be playing week 18. Play, playing week 18 on underdog fantasy is okay because there's a lot of players that have incentives and you can kind of package that into some of, of the thinking, right? Like maybe you get somebody that, that needs incentives and wants incentives and, you know, Singletary was trying for his 165 yards, didn't get it. DeAndre Hopkins needs 49 yards and he gets a million dollars. Austin Eckler gets hundred k if he gets 110 all-purpose yards. Um, this man right here, I believe fell one reception short, right? Dalton Schultz of a, of a big bonus. Jordan Love gets 500 K bonus. If the Green Bay Packers make the playoffs and Seahawks quarterback, um, Geno Smith gets $2 million. If Seattle makes the playoffs, that's Geno Smith right there. So some incentives, some reasons to play underdog fantasy promo code Smitty in like a week 18 battle Royale, but nobody should be playing fantasy football and their buddy leagues, their yearly leagues, their redraft leagues in week 18. There's zero excuse for it. You knew that this was a bad league to be in if that's the the rules at the onset. You like you shouldn't have did it. Like and I'm trying and the reason I'm giving such tough tough love out, dishing it out on this is so you don't blow off the decision you have and the motivation you have to make your commissioner change it. That's why you keep hearing me talk about it. I don't mean to be like mean about it. I'm just wanting people to to make a change for themselves and not have to play in this ridiculous week 18 next year. And everybody say, yeah, my commissioner doesn't want to change. Well, then make them change it. Speak up. Like You don't think other people are thinking the same thing? So that's why I keep bringing it up. Here's the playoff picture. Niners, 100% in, obviously. Cowboys, 100% in, obviously. Uh, Lions, 100%. Bucks, 72.2%. Win the division, 72.2%. Comes down to tomorrow. Eagles, 100% in. Uh, uh, Chargers, 100% in. And this is these 100%s are going to be uh, uh, an indication that the players you have may or may not play. Who's going to want to get their players hurt? So this is a good indication if anybody doesn't quite know what time it is when it comes to players being likely to play. Uh, Ravens starters likely did well. Uh, no pun intended using the word likely. Isaiah likely. Um, you know, but it's it's tough to know. You don't know. That's the whole point. You think, okay, Lamar's sitting. They don't want to injure their starters yet. Likely scores a t- Like, you can't tell. You just can't tell. Buffalo Bills are in the fight. So you know that they're playing their boys 75.9% chance of making the playoffs. They win tomorrow. They win the division and they're a lock because they get a guaranteed slot. So it's such a big game tomorrow. But if they lose, look at that. 75.9%. They might be out of the playoffs. If things don't go well tomorrow on several levels, not just their game, they don't make the playoffs. It's crazy. It all comes down to tomorrow. And with Mostert and Waddle out, the Buffalo Bills have a much stronger shot. KC's in 100%. Don't start your KC players. Jaguars, 59, 54.9%. Jaguars might win the division, and they might make a, They might lose and get, out, get knocked out of the playoffs tomorrow. Like, it's all decided tomorrow. It's crazy. Uh, Dolphins, 100% in. 
You know, their their seating is the only reason that's. I mean, they got they've got like the Bills have something to play for, right? The Dolphins are like, let's play it safe. They still want to win this game. There's still some important reasons to win a game. There's still seating and such, but like they don't they don't have the same level of uh, of determination to win this game. They want to win the division. They want that for sure, but they don't want to risk Waddle or Mostert and their chances, both of them, of playing further into the playoffs or being hampered in the coming weeks. So, Dolphins 100% in. Texans, tonight, 100% in. Congrats to the Texans to the moon. Congrats the moon. on that. Stroud to the moon. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers won today. 69.1% chance of making the playoffs, which is, which is good for them. Uh, 100% Niners, 100% Cowboys, 100% Lions. Got to be worried about, you know, how much each of these players could be playing, depending on the different games, you might see a player still stay in the game. Some teams are fighting for that seeding, interceding, and they, you know there's still something to play for in in some respects. But you you also hear a lot of talk like you know depending on how the games go, Jameer Gibbs may get you know a heavy workload or maybe not. Monty may get a heavy workload, maybe not. Bucks seventy two percent chance of, of getting in the Eagles a hundred percent chance of in and twelve percent chance of winning the division. <clears throat> so, um, Rams hundred percent in, Packers sixty four point seven percent in, Seattle Seahawks have a twenty six percent chance and the Saints twenty three point nine, Falcons ten point eight. God, we, we're rooting against the Falcons, that's for sure. Every single piece of me is rooting against every single part of the. I, I, at this point, week eighteen, I don't even care if Bijan does anything. I hope that he misuses Bijan and they lose the game because of it, so that Bijan sees Arthur Smith get fired, and and we can we can start celebrating what should be the the rebirth of Bijan Robinson. Where I'll where I'll rank him if if Arthur Smith is fired, to, you know, tomorrow. Let's say he's not going to get fired tomorrow, but if he's fired tomorrow. Where do I rank Bijan? I don't know. I think I have to let the dust settle on that one. I don't even know where I'm going to rank him. Uh, phone lines are open. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call into the show. How are you feeling about K9 or Zamir White? Uh, Jacobs is not playing in this game, so I'm going to go Zamir White. And he's playing for his future, you know. So I feel that's pre- I feel like that's pretty good. Seattle's also playing, you know. They got they got a lot to play for, but again, mid game, it's hard to know what these teams are going to be thinking. Just pulled a three hundred dollar rookie sports card off CJ Stroud. That's awesome, a CJ Stroud, fantastic Manny to the moon, to the moon. You know, a lot of people contact me and say, Smitty, I've I've made a lot of money in sports cards. Um. You should do it, and I really should. He's like, when you have a gut instinct on a player, and they're not worth a whole lot, you should you should be buying up their cards. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've done it before. Like, I got lamb cards all over here. Let me see. I, I got them somewhere around here. Let me see. I got I got lamb cards, lamb chops. Uh, let me see. I don't know where they are. They're somewhere around here. I got them all stacked up around here on shelves. But I 
I got Lamb cards when he was a rookie. I started buying heavy on those. I bought heavy on the Jamar Chase rookie cards when everybody wasn't sure what Jamar Chase was going to be. No one knew how good C.D. Lamb was going to be. We were probably higher on Get Lamb. We were probably higher on Lamb than really anybody his rookie year. That's, I mean, that's where this came from. Get Lambed. Probably our first real, like, crazy video, uh, uh, you know, uh, skit was Get Lambed. You know, it was, it was To the Moon and Get Lambed. Those, that was the, that was probably the original. Get Lambed. So, we were higher on Lamb than anybody he was a moon man during the first year of doing the moon man he was our first like real clip at all get lambed um yeah anyway but yeah if anybody's got any questions dial in i don't know if the phone lines are broken i might need to restart them i i i think they're broken there's no way no one's not called in yet let me reset it (laughs) sometimes i sit here and i'm like okay i may have broken them I may have broke the phone line. I also sold CD Lamb Auto for 150. Nice, nice, bro. Get burrowed. Uh, man, Pittman was ruined. Pittman was ruined this game, says Justin. Um, Jaime, appreciate you being here. Christopher in the building. Christopher, appreciate you. Who was first in the building today? Yeah, I don't know if the phone lines are working. True Penguin, appreciate you. Peanut butter and waivers. What's up, my guy? Okay, they just I just relaunched them. Try dialing in now. I think they're good. Yep, we got a first call. There we go. The phone lines are fixed. Dial in. DeBalt, appreciate you. Sorry, I don't know if you tried calling before you just dialed, but I had to restart them. I almost missed your call as it booted up. What's up, my guy? Man, you know I'm biased on my boy Stroud. He's good, bro. He's, he's, He's something special, man. I mean, to do what he's doing... I know Okafor said he took it back, but don't listen to Okafor on this topic because, you know, <laughs> like how are you going to judge a guy? Is re- like, I think what we learned this year with AR5 and CJ Stroud is that that rookie rookie QBs, and this is why I'm so high on on JD on JD5, rookie QBs are going to come in and they're going to be NFL ready more than ever. Just like the wide receivers are now NFL ready. If anybody didn't know. Back in the day, and I'm talking like Larry Fitzgerald and in those days, back then, Charles Rogers, um, uh, Calvin, Calvin, John, uh, Calvin Johnson, like those days, rookie wide receivers would get you like 804. And that, that was it. If you drafted a rookie receiver in redraft, you got laughed at. You got laughed at. People are like, you idiot. You're never going to start a rookie wide receiver in fantasy football. They take two to three years. And that's where, if anybody has heard it before, the 30-year breakout wide receiver, there's no need for a 30-year breakout wide receiver. If a receiver needs until his third year to break out, he's 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 really not that strong of a progression. He's not progressing well. He's not a strong prospect to be an elite wide receiver. That is old school. 30-year breakout wide receivers, no need for it anymore at all. Zero percent. It's you're a monster your rookie year. And now we're talking about sophomore slumps for for rookie wide receivers coming into their second year. Like, can't, will they have a slump? Uh, quarterbacks are going to become the same way. I, I saw a couple people comment on my on my JD5 uh, prediction. And they're like, Smitty, JD5 is going to probably ride the bench for a year. 
Like, I, what makes you think that a, that a team has any interest in having a player ride the bench and learn anymore? It's just not the way a quarterback evolves and progresses. They learn trial by fire. Um, AR5, Stroud, Burrow, it's, it's, it, Herbert, it's, it's, a, it's a new trend that is here to stay. It's not a fad. It's not going to go away. These quarterbacks are ballers. The college system translates a lot easier over to the NFL now. That's part of why. And these these guys are well tooled. They're oiled. They're they're ready to they're ready to rumble. And and this specific draft class too, the 2024 NFL draft class. These guys are all older players. Some of them are older or as old as Stroud. You know, <laughs> so they're coming out, and you're you got a 22, 23 year old quarterback. They're, they're older, they're more mature anyways, this group of quarterbacks, which doesn't scare me. It does with the RBs. If our RB comes out and is 24 years old, you're going to be petrified of that. That's a whole different ballgame. Shelf life is small. We're talking about quarterbacks proving to go to the 35 to 38 range, some of them into the 40s. Um, I'm not worried about a quarterback being 23 versus 22. There's no breakout age data that scares me about QBs. But anyway, I know you called to talk about Stroud. Where do you rank him, bro? Uh, you know, do you have well, him? I, you say you're high in him. So I, I'm assuming it's going to be around five or, or right around there. But do you have if you have him that high, which I'm, I'm assuming you're going to, who do you have below him? You know what? To be honest, uh, considering the plethora of QBs coming out next year, it, it's a turn of the tide now for the QB position. You know, a lot of uh, other quarterbacks, this this draft class is huge. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Fields tomorrow? I've, I'm biased. I, I hope he balls out. I mean, I kind of want him in the Bears because of D.J. Moore. I hope they take MVH and get other pieces around him. At the same token, I want him with the Falcons, you know, without Arthur Smith, obviously. But going back, going back uh, to uh, what you said about uh, these college players, this in general, coming out NFL ready. When I first started playing fantasy football, I took Le- Leonard Fernand in the first round, and he was a ride-in. <laughs> so everybody was like, Leonard Fernand, you know, everybody around, it was at a bar and everything like that. And Leonard Fernand, he, was, like, he wasn't that, bro. He was, a, he, was a, he was a well-known player. Who are you playing with? Fournette was a big-name guy. Uh, it was more of just people around the area, okay. you know what I mean? Maybe, in, maybe they in, – in, in the bar, but – yeah, maybe maybe somebody got yeah, half well, the stickers. The maybe somebody had half the stickers for the draft board that year because he was a he was a pretty big prospect. But but go ahead, bro. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, go ahead. So I mean, to I ruin took, your story. I took for them my first overall pick in the first round, and then uh, I took uh, Ingram, and that was Alvin Kamara's rookie year as well. And uh, I won the league the first time I ever played. And uh, um, that's what you're supposed to show you. A lot of these players now are not just quarterback, but wide receiver, running back, defense. Like, look what Will Anderson's done this year with the Texans. You know, it's uh, it's not the same, like, the way it used to be. You know, nope. giving them a few years to transition, they're ready. Well, most the, of the, the only position I that's still – it's yeah, it's all evolved. It's the Part of it is the NFL system, too, is the college system is translating straight over the NFL a lot easier than it used to be, the way the college football is structured now, how offenses run their offense, how you know what types of offenses they run. But not only that, um, they're bigger, stronger, faster. 
and, and the other thing too that people don't talk about this is something that I've talked about as to why running backs are getting hurt earlier and lasting to 27 28 instead of 30 31 is because you the youth is watching football on a grand scale social media it's everywhere and so they're getting more excited they're getting more into football uh, at an earlier age and they're taking hits and learning quicker you know like if you go watch a high school football game nowadays they look like a college team and that wasn't the the way it was like in the early 2000s even you go watch a, a high school game everybody ran you know not very crispy routes everybody looked like they were they were you know maybe they're big and, and everything but they looked like amateurs now you go watch a go watch a football game in Texas and you'll literally say, how is this not a college team? This doesn't even look like a community college team. This looks like a a, a Pac-12, Pac-10. Pac- this looks like a, a team that you'd find uh, in 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 a top ten ranking or something. They're, they look phenomenal. They're well oiled. Their routes are crispy. Their 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 moves are unbelievable. They're they they run amazing route trees. The quarterback is well polished. He doesn't look like some amateur guy just going up and throwing this this bird into the air it's like a tight spiral it's a low football uh the trajectory's low everything's perfect about these uh these teams that are that are cranking out amazing high school recruits now and so anyways that translates into a college player being better more oiled and tougher competition and what do you what do you do when you play up uh, against tougher competition it makes you better as i always tell people when you go lift weights with two guys that are benching 300 pounds and you can only bench 200 guess who's going to get stronger over a month of training together you're going to get way more stronger comparatively to where you were than those guys are those guys will get incrementally stronger you will balloon up because you're training with massive people that you can't even hang with them and you're going to be forced to work harder and that's the same way it is in high school and in college so at the end of the day these college players are are just more refined. The only position that isn't quite translating as fast, which it will, is the tight end position. But you see Laporta, you see how good he you know he played. You see how good this tight end class was, and I think that this tight end group in 2023, Laporta, you know even Musgrave was was a specimen, but he couldn't stay healthy. You see Laporta, you see Kincaid. It's not translating as fast as it will eventually, but you can even see these these tight ends are now coming in able to do something that no rookie tight end was ever going to do pick up an nfl system right away that is the one position that's that's still lacking a little bit but running backs quarterbacks wide receivers defensive players it's unbelievable bro it's just not going to be the same you know and it'll only get crazier yep just just wait you can even you can even say into the uh i even say on the defensive side how they're just they're coming ready to play you know and and the i never was a real uh fan in the uh trade the trey lance and zach wilson and trubisky because i'm a i'm a big believer in yeah you, you can do you can ball out of college but who are you playing you know which is why again i i prefer going to the jd fire my in my perspective i believe my uh mickey p is going to be the best He's oldest, but he's going to transition to the NFL the easiest. Yeah. Uh, especially when the natty, like it's, it's like the natty's huge. People make or break their draft just on the natty. You know, uh, Caleb Williams to me is still the best overall player, but he's just not a leader. And 
what the USC play, player said at the bowl game didn't help his his draft stock, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but with Stroud, I, I'm going to try to take him as late as I can, to be honest. I'm going to try to get other players. Um, if I can take Stroud, let's just say I get him in seventh or eighth round, because you know you're going to have everyone taking you know the the usuals, you know uh, Dak, even probably Dak before him. It's going to happen. But yeah. It, it, just imagine if you can get Stroud in the eighth or ninth right. round. Yep. How big of a steal that is. All right, Belt, uh, buddy. Anything else? Nah, you're good. All right, the bolt, the bolt to the moon, pal. Um, Stroud. So, what round? Are you, real quickly, what round are you taking him in? If I can get him, I'm going to take him in seventh and eighth round. If I can get that, yeah, so if you, I see you, the quarterback starting rolling off the board, I'm going to have to go on. Yeah. But I, I would, I, I would rather wait, wait, just because I know how good this next year of quarterbacks is going to be. You're not going to have your typical Mac Joneses out there. Uh, you're not going to have. You know the the, the uh, Kenny Pickett's. I I don't think uh, I don't think um, I don't think he's going to the seventh round, bro. I think Stroud's going to go in round five yeah, and six. I, so I, my question would be, 100%. my question would be, do you take him at five? Do you take him at five? Yeah, okay. I, I will take him as soon as yeah, I have. He's not lasting. As seven. soon as as soon as I see the the the, the, the first three, the big you know big boys, Mahomes, Hurts, uh, Allen, gone. I'm gonna roll on him. Yep. All right, bro. Later, pal. All right. Thanks, buddy. Yep. Uh, so it says, I've uh, been here for years, was just looking out. Uh, young, the mods are awesome here. Just get, just wanted to bring it. Yeah, no, it's fine. Jaime's fine. Jaime was just saying he wanted to to uh, clean up the chat because there's some, there's some people that come in from time to time. My mods do a good job. But, uh, you know, well, we, had, we had mods once in a while. So just hang tight. We usually pick some veterans you know that we that we know are amazing in here um if if i had to grab a mod at all sick nasty's here uh i yeah don't worry i took care of it sick nasty but if i was to add a mod on the fly it would probably be super fish but uh, uh but anyway i'm not saying jaime you haven't earned your keep yet but you know i'm, de- I'm definitely interested in adding more mods uh in the in the future ray g i might might be best ball I might have best ball teams with Stroud and Penix Jr. next year. Yeah, bro. Penix is going to be a, a phenomenal player if he lands in the right spot. I mean, su- such a such a good prospect, man. And, and if Penix Jr. goes to, let's say... I mean, even if one of these JD5 or Penix Jr. go to the Giants, you know, or Caleb Williams goes to the Giants, or May goes to the Giants, or whoever, as much as I don't like that initially, because... There's no receiving core that I like there for the long term. I mean, there's some guys that look good. I'm not saying Hodgins isn't solid or they don't have potential weapons, but I want an elite player. And I don't even know if, like, Higgins feels enough, but he'd be good enough for now. You know, like if Penix went there and Higgins, Higgins just can't stay healthy. So I worry about Higgins being anybody's number one wide receiver, to be honest with you. But it would be good enough for me to be excited. Start Waller, Everett, or Kraft at tight end. I don't know. Chat, vote on this one for Corey. Corey, this is tough. I mean, I I guess I guess I go, I guess I go Kraft because they got something to play for, and I just feel like maybe he gets some, gets a touchdown or something. If the chat disagrees with that, please vote. But I'd probably lean Kraft slightly. 
Yeah, no worries. Appreciate you hiring me looking out. Appreciate hiring me, hiring me in the in the building. Jacobs to Houston, it's a it's a good question. I mean he's gotta go he's gotta go somewhere. And you know, this I just pull this up because it's got all the teams pretty much on on the list here, and it's fun to talk about. I know there's there's uh who's missing from this? Was it? It's Cle- uh, Cleveland's missing because their pick is is going to Houston, and um, Carolina, I believe, is missing because their pick's going to Chicago. Yeah. So, but just taking a look at this, and you say to yourself, like, you know, does 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 Jacobs go to? I don't know. Um, I mean, he could go to Cincy. <laughs> does Jacobs go to New York if Barkley leaves? Does Jacobs go to the Chargers? So they got a, a, a running back to replace old man Austin Eckler. There's a lot of places Jacobs could go. And I, I know I know he kind of wanted to play this week. We, we kind of knew from the beginning of the year that he'd be the most likely player probably in the National Football League. Predicted, predicted it to a T. Uh, to sit out the final three, four games of the season because he's got a shelf life he's looking out for. Um, I know he kind of wanted to play to showcase that he's not hurt, but he's going to have to exit, you know, as an injured player, you know, and prove to people he's healthy and everything. But I think that there are enough teams that will be wanting an RB that they'll look at him. They'll give him, they probably won't give him what he wants, but he'll, he'll land somewhere. The Bolt to the Moon. The Bolt says uh, uh, seven. Is him. Appreciate you, DeBalt, for dropping the super chat. DeBalt to the moon. DeBalt stock is going up, soaring. Uh, what else we got? What else we got in here? If anybody's got a, a question, you can call into the phone line. Your boy will take your call. Uh, first in the building tonight was who? Who was first in the building? True Penguin, then Peanut Butter and Waivers, Brian MC, uh, Bobby King, Benjamin, Superfish, Young, uh, Alberto. Appreciate you all following on in. Thank you all for being here. You guys absolutely rock. Appreciate you. Smitty, tell Tepper to sell the Panthers. We suck. Panthers are in trouble, bro. In shambles, bro. And I, I don't even know if, if Bryce Young... I admittedly liked him as a prospect, but, you know, sometimes prospects don't turn out to be anywhere near what you, you want them to be. You're going to hit and miss on that for sure because, you know, you look at an NFL draft even and you say everybody taken in the upcoming 2024 NFL draft, a big percentage of these guys are going to not turn out to be what we want, we're going to hit some, we're going to miss some. You know, like, to, to, for anybody to say Zach Wilson didn't have talent, he did. He was a good prospect, but it doesn't always translate. The NFL's weird. Tom Brady was not a good prospect, and it translated. Tom Brady had a 24 and a 22 100-yard season, back-to-back. He came out of college with a 24-26. I think it's 2,400 yards and 2,200 yards. Like, Tom Brady did not come out with a... A crazy, crazy, crazy uh, stat line, you know? Like, it, it, it was insane what Tom Brady 
brought to the table and and how good he became. So you just don't fully know. Which is why I think it's funny when a lot of people are down on like Penix Jr. or they're down on, you know, JD5 or they're down on a quarterback being ranked above Caleb. Like, why? You know, uh, why? Why can't why can't JD5 be the next Lamar? And I, and I and I think that the majority of people will feel that way very soon. And if he if, if JD5 goes out and runs a four three forty, it's gonna be on. Everybody's going to be on the train and people are going to pretend that they weren't. And we've seen this before. And I think that, that Penix having a spotlight game on Monday night, as DeBalt said when he called in, and as we said the last couple of shows, like that national championship game can can not only make or break your, your uh, draft stock, but just being in the game and having everybody see you last and you get to go out and do something, it can make you not only make or break your draft stock, but make you go from what some people are calling Penix a 15 to 35 overall pick. It can make you a top five overall pick. And keep in mind, Cam Newton, his rookie draft class was ranked so far out of the the, the, the running and contention to be the number one overall player. And it, like anything, people fly up the board at the last minute in the 11th hour and everybody pretends that they always felt that way. Uh, Amy, you're live. What can I do for you? Hey, um, I'm up, thankfully, some points from playing um, Collins today. But I'm trying to find out with Reed, and I was kind of asking the chat, if he, um, if Reed doesn't end up playing, I'm trying to figure out who they're chasing with. You played, I'm kind of nervous about Monty. Cause... You played Collins, you said? Huh? You played Nico? Yeah. Okay, good job. Yeah, I got 34 points, and I've got Gino. Is on my lineup and Barkley. A little nervous, but I don't know who else to go with. <laughs> yeah, Mo- Monty. I, I like Monty. Uh, Barkley. I'm nervous though. I feel like they might sit him out because they don't really have. Yeah, but you know, I just feel like Monty they may. Yeah, it, 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 but who's your alternative though? I mean, you'd have to have them. Well, I've got Gibbs. Yeah, I, I would probably, I would probably play just play both of them. That way, you're covered. I, I don't think they sit. Got Barkley. Uh, so you were sitting Gibbs? No, so I've uh, got right now Barkley and Gibbs. Okay. On, and okay. I was sitting Monty. Sitting Monty. Okay, I was like, uh, and then, you don't sit Gibbs. Yeah, and then I've got Lamb, which, you know, I know he's going to be playing the whole night. But Reed was my other one that I was debating in my sweats. You know, because I didn't know if I should... I mean, I can pick up like who I have right now that I who I already picked up. Um, I had um, Dorch and Slayton. I could play or Monty. Yeah, I think Reed will probably play. I mean, it's a big game. I, I don't think he's sitting. But who, I'm sorry. So if you sit Reed, if you have to sit Reed, who are you playing? Um. Well, it's between. I mean, I can grab on waivers because. You know, there's pretty much anybody, but there's um, Slayton and then Dorch. Yeah, no. And then um, there's also, you know, there's other ones too. Let me see. If so I who's can. on your team though? Because I think you had, you had better options. Who was the player? You you can you play Barkley? You said over over Reed if Reed can't play. Well, those. So that's who I already have. Like, so on right now, that's on my roster is Barkley, Gibbs. I already played Collins. I have Lamb. 
and Laporta, and then read. That's who I have lined up. And then I can grab on waivers if I want. No. There's Brandon Cooks. I don't think so. I th- I think you st- you play Monty no, and Gibbs, and then if Reed doesn't play, you play Reed over Barkley, or you play Barkley over Reed if Reed can't play. That's probably what I would do. Um, Barkley against okay. Philly against Philly two weeks ago had twenty three carries for eighty yards. It wasn't great yards per carry, but he had the touchdown. He also had six targets. He didn't have good yardage in the receiving department, but six targets was solid. He also had six targets last week. Um, I'd feel pretty good about Barkley getting about 12 points or so, you know, and I don't, I don't think I'm going to the, to the, to the waiver wire when you got Barkley, like you can't, you got to play Barkley. Barkley may not feel like the safest player over like a Gibbs or, you know, starting him in your lineup over some of the guys you have, but like, I would not hit waivers and replace Barkley. Barkley's good enough, I think to, to throw out there, but Reed should play. I, I'm guessing you got to stay on top of that. I don't know if I'll be live the hour before kickoff. I might, um, but that's a tough call. That's a tough yeah, call. Yeah, I know. I was kind of like, oh, I, I'm never doing 18, week 18 again. Yeah, but it's a tough call if both of them are playing. Is Ridiculous. What I to say. If Reed's out, it's not a tough call. Yeah. You put Barkley in, but I'm saying between the two of them, it still is. I just think because the the Green Bay Packers and everything on the line and the way Reed's playing and I, I just think I, w- I would play probably Reed, but anything can happen. I mean, if you like if you like Barkley, I, I would not talk you out of it. But Reed has been so consistent the last one, two, three, four, five games. He's in in the green and targets. It's like eight, five, ten, eight, eight. He's got three touchdowns in the last two games. He's been he's been looking solid. He's been running the football. 38 yards in one game three weeks ago, 46 yards in a touchdown about six weeks ago, 21 yards, you know, two weeks before that. Like, this is a mini watered down, but that doesn't mean it's not strong version of Debo Samuel. And he's only getting better and more work. And I I just really like Reed. Reed looks really good. We're going to have a, uh, I don't think too much of a debate in the offseason about who's the number one next year Reed or Watson but Watson will be a value and we'll be rooting for him and everything but Reed's the number one bona fide oh yeah I, I agree yeah Reed I totally agree with that I wish I just worry about his injury you know are they gonna try to I don't know I'm a little worried but hopefully they'll be all right yeah I don't I mean they could do what so the... you think even over like Jamal Williams if um Kamara's out I couldn't put my fantasy. I'm not saying he can't have a game, but I'm not putting my fantasy football season on the line with the waiver wire player when you got Barkley. Like Barkley can crap the bed, but he also could deliver 150 yards and a touchdown. You just can't. You just can't. You got to use the tools that you have on your on your squad. That's overthinking it. That goes against the. I'm not saying okay. Barkley's necessarily a stud, but he can play like a stud, and it goes against my my start your studs you know, mentality. And, and if know. anybody, anybody in the chat, if time. anybody in the chat wants to vote on that one, I mean, would anybody hit the waiver wire with some of the names that, that were kicked out? Or would you say if Reed can't go, you go Barkley, you just go, there's no indication Barkley's not going to get work either. So I'm going Barkley. And also remember like Barkley's playing for, you know, 
something. So he, you know, he he wants to showcase himself. Right. I can't remember who it was that I was looking up. I can't remember who had like if they if they played and got a certain amount, they were gonna get like five hundred thousand or something. And I can't remember who it was. I was trying to find it again. For for which I'm player? Like, anybody that's playing for money. I forget which player it was, but playing for money, you know, like if they got a certain amount of yardage. Well, I, I got got a, I got a list you know, of all the gonna... I got a list of all the big guys up here. Eckler is playing for a hundred k if he gets a hundred total yards. Hopkins gets one million if he gets forty nine yards. Uh, Singletary got one hundred twenty five k if he ran for one sixty five. Dalton Dalton Schultz got two fifty if he caught four passes. Uh, Love gets a I think a Love gets five hundred k if if the Packers win. So, if the Packers make the playoffs, he gets 500k. So you, you got you got to think wow. that this entire team is rooting for this man to get 500 dollars cash. You know what happens when right. when a quarterback gets presents for his his boys? He he get he gets uh, he gets like he goes all out. He gets golf carts. He gets you know uh, ATVs. So right. everybody wants this man <laughs> to get 500k. Yeah, <laughs> and he he's the kind of guy too guy. that would divide that up. You know, and say everybody gets a, everybody right. gets a, right. you know, I don't know. Yeah. That makes golf sense. cart to drive around. Right. Makes sense. Okay. All right. All right. Well, go get them. You're off to a great <laughs> start. Right, thanks Nico, so much. Nico Collins. I'd venture to say, look at the percentage of your matchup. I bet you anything you're 70% or higher favored. 64. I'm 64%. I think that's wrong. I think <laughs> Nico Collins, that, that should put a dagger in that person's heart initially. Well, yeah, he had 20 points, but he's got Murray, he's got Mason. I don't know why he played Pickens. That was dumb, but he played Pickens. So he is, <laughs> and your, your team, read your team off. I just don't understand 64%. Your team I, feels better. Well, I was back, I was behind 20 points last week, that's why. Oh, okay. But then, I've got, yeah. Um, then I forgot this is including yeah. the previous week. So yeah, then I'm, of course, I'm a little off on yep. that. But you had a good, you had a good week. And I'm mean. playing Gino. Is that a good move? Over Tua? I put Gino on. Yeah. Uh Gino is playing for two million dollars. If if Gino yep. if Gino makes it to the playoffs, he gets two million dollars. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, that's uh, let let's go let's go to the chat on this one. Uh Gino Smith or Tua Tech. Tag of Iloa without Waddle, without Boaster. Yeah, that's right. I knew I knew one of my players was playing for money. I just couldn't remember which one it was. I was like, which one did I find out? <sighs> Gino, I don't know about that Thank one. I, that that one's a tough one. Gino, I don't I don't know that. I'm not saying Tua's safe by any means, but he's man. just not projecting even as much. Man. He's not projecting as much. He's not. I mean, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, a hard one. It's a great matchup against the Cardinals. There's no doubt about it. But 209. Right. I mean, when's the last time he had a three TD game? Okay, in week uh, week 13 against the Cowboys. <sighs> I don't know. I know. Let, let's see what the chat thinks on this one. I, I would honestly go with a big group think on this one. Uh, Gino or Tua, cast your vote. Gino, the last two weeks was QB 17 and 15. And I do believe in when things are close to look at how they're playing the last two or three games and kind of have that help you. He's done and pretty two, good. Tua 22. He's, he's gotten 21. 
I mean, Tua's been in the red for like exactly three out of the last Tua. four weeks, but he was QB 16 yep. last week against the Ravens, and I'm not saying that's great, but I mean, I don't know. No, Buff- Buffalo. He's done actually better as far as the last three games. He's done better than Tua. Yeah, I'll go with what the chat says here, honestly. Okay. To, uh, there's a, there's okay. it seems to be a Gino, a, a lean toward Gino. Um, yeah. I don't and I don't know. <sighs> Patriots or Raiders tomorrow? Patriots or Raiders? Okay. Yeah, that's what the chat said too. All right. Good luck. I go. Feel, I don't know. If, go get him. Gino's safer. Thank you so much. Gino's safer. Uh, my okay. final answer would be yeah, Gino's I, safer. Like Tua's higher higher risk. Safer. You what? Yeah, I feel like you're right. Gino's safer, but I could get a lot out of Tua. You could, but well. you're, you're. I feel like I can go safe, and I'm okay. You're favored, yeah. You're favored. All right. Good luck. Tell, tell us yeah. how you do. I have a All feeling right, you'll call you back. So much. Yep. Okay. All right. Uh, Ray G. That's what I feel about Pollard. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but Pollard, I think, makes everybody want to vomit in their mouth right now. Pollard has been been a heap of garbage. Um, I don't know what what's in store for Pollard moving forward either, you know, because Pollard was playing for a contract. Pollard needed that long term deal to give him sort of any sort of like redo, you know, like hey, the leg was bothering him. Let's give him one more year. We're paying him, and now Pollard has to go hit the free agent market and probably not get any anybody wanting to pay starting running back money. Like he did not do himself any do himself any favors. You know, in the upcoming free agency, I, I don't know. Maybe he'll land a starting job. He probably needs to go to a place where the the starting job is questionably up for grabs, and then he earns it, grabs it back, and does what he did the year prior. Yep. Okay. Uh, all right, guys. Hey, I know it's not a long live stream tonight, but I wanted to get in here and talk about this game. 140 of you in here, only 49 thumbs up. If I could get, there's 100 of you watching that haven't hit the thumb up button yet. Please punch that thumb up for your boy. I appreciate you. It really helps the channel out. Uh, Megas with a $5. Right now, only Mahomes, Allen, and Lamar may be considered better than C.J. Stroud. That's going to be interesting how many people feel the same way and where we see him rank in 2024 early mock draft data and underdog fantasy drafts uh we could do a draft real quick 140 of you in here tell you what if you guys can get it to 80 thumbs up right now that's 30 of the 100 people that haven't hit it you get it to 80 thumbs up we'll do a draft right now on the live stream on underdog fantasy promo code smitty so all we gotta do is get up to 80 that's that's literally like 20 28 more thumbs up and we'll do it live and i'll plug i'll plug in here and we'll we'll get uh, we'll get going. We'll go with the uh, mitten three playoff draft, which I think is probably in, in in my favorite draft. Underdog fantasy promo code Smitty. Underdog fantasy is the best way to play fantasy football, in my opinion, at DFS and do pickums. Um, just use code Smitty. That link is pinned in the live chat. That inserts code Smitty for you. So do it live. Get in. Do it now. I'll wait a second before we jump in so hit that link sign up use code smitty if you're watching a replay the links in the description of the video or use code smitty and you'll be ready and prepared if you sign up now to jump into one of the drafts and you'll be able to 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 draft not only with me but you'll be able to draft with everybody in here and and do pickums for this weekend and do drafts for this weekend we're going to jump into a mitten three so on the underdog app right now that you've downloaded using the link using code smitty 
link inserts the code for you. You're going to, on the main homepage of the app, you'll see all these cards. You're going to swipe all the way down about, I don't know, 10 or so cards to the mitten three. It's a $5 entry. It's got 250K in prizes. You're going to click it. You're going to hit the green button now. And I'm going to wait about 10 seconds because there's a YouTube delay. And I'm going to hit the button in about 10 seconds and we're all going to join together or some of us will be in it. If you don't get in my draft, you'll be drafting in another draft right alongside in a parallel uh, Mitten universe. And that's okay because you'll be able to see what we're doing and you can apply it to your draft in crafty fashion and not have to get sniped. So sometimes it's fun to draft in a draft with your boy and sometimes it's fun to draft in a draft alongside of your boy. So you can apply the logic to your draft. Uh, appreciate everybody being in here. Hit that thumb up button. And we got, we need two more thumbs up. Now I went ahead in good faith and we launched the draft, all right? We just need two more thumbs up. 140 of you still in here. So punch it. <sighs> what are we doing? What are we doing? And, and, and everybody on Instagram, appreciate you watching. I forgot you were there. Uh, Instagram, make sure you jump over to the, um, the YouTube, all right? Link in the bio. I'm going to end the, the Instagram live right now. Appreciate you all. All right, we're going to close that out. My IG people in the house, appreciate them. Let me go on over to the draft. It looks like I got the five pick out of six. And just so everybody knows, you've got to, and I've got these on screen, you've got to draft the best team you can that can survive every single round of the playoffs. You know, like the wild card weekend, you got the Niners and the Ravens that are on a bye. If you drafted all Niners and all Ravens and not a single other player, it doesn't matter how good your team is. You're you're not going to make it to round two. You're going to lose. So you gotta you gotta make a special lineup every week. And so, like if you think the Cowboys are going to win it all, you're good to have the Cowboys and have all the Cowboys because you're never going to have them on a bye. So that's kind of the logic there. If you love the Niners and the Ravens to win to make it to the Super Bowl, you're going to want them, but you also want to somehow, some way, get a good wild card uh, team together. And you got to field a full team. No one's probably going to win it in the final week that doesn't have a full lineup. And the full lineup, I'll show you in a second. Uh, so it went Lamb, McCaffrey, Debo, Tyreek Hill. I think I'm going to roll with Lamar here. And here, here's the the lineup requirements. So it's um, it's one running, one quarterback, two wide receivers slash tight ends. There's no tight end spot. One running back, one flex. So you essentially could have you know two RBs and two wide receivers, or three wide receivers and one running back. Here's the board view. AJ Brown just got taken. Jalen Hurts just got taken. Now I'm up on the clock. Lamar and let's see here. I'm going to go Josh Allen. I'm going to go Lamar and Josh Allen. It's a one QB, but the reason I'm going to do that is because I feel like this is going to make me a near, assuming I, I land some good picks here. In conjunction with that, but I feel like it makes me a, le- a near lock to win the wild card week with Josh Allen, and Lamar's on a bye, and then yeah, eventually I'm gonna have to kick loose one of those guys in the in the Super Bowl because they obviously both, you know, won't make the Super Bowl. But 
um, that'll give me a good rotating combination of quarterback scoring. You know, the, the highest one gets inserted into my lineup. That's the definition of best ball. Best player gets inserted into your lineup. So this is a, a this is a, not a playoff weekly winner. This is a mitten three. And so there's 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 risk in this strategy because I could only start one QB. However, I couldn't start Lamar in wildcard weekend. He's on a bye. So I had to make this kind of move at some point and get a quarterback in there. Now, I'm at a disadvantage because everybody else has been drafting non-QBs for a longer amount of time, but I think that I'm going to be at such a in such a lead by having Josh Allen in this pack at least because you got to make it out of this grouping and then round two you get with a new group so it's like i'm really trying to beat this group here and by having two quarterbacks i feel like i have a really good shot at beating this group um now i i'm wishing all of you well but we'll see how i do i gotta land these other picks so draft slot one's got cd lamb dak prescott and pacheco so cowboys paired together and then on the AFC side of things, you got Pacheco. So that's a good, real good build. McCaffrey, Kelsey, and Mahomes. So that's a fantastic team. Very, very good. Because you're gonna have, you know, that and you're gonna have that entire AFC versus. So you're good to go. If the Chiefs, you know, meet the the Niners, you're you're solid. Um, man. So Lamar and Allen, Lamar and Allen, Lamar. I'm gonna need somebody from this this other side of the fence I'm probably going to go God this feels a little early but it gives me that security of having Lamar and Flowers you know, the, the 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 part you wrestle with though is that like at some point you got to commit to a team because if I like split it down the middle and I go half Ravens half um, Bills and then half let's say some other side of the fence um in the nfc then i'm not gonna be able to field you know I maybe won't field five guys yeah i mean you could then you'd have to have the nfc team make it to the super bowl you know so like it's it's it's, it's such a strategy it's such a tough strategy and you got to really really um outthink the other opponent you got to really put your let's see here uh i'm gonna go I'm going to go Kyron. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm making a smart move there. I've got now I've got Lamar and Allen and Zay Flowers potentially carrying me for a little while, right? And I'm kind of banking on Lamar and Flowers being two guys that will, you know, be going the distance. So I need to have another three guys that I can truly count on to be there at the end of the day in the final game. You know, so it's it's a it's such a tough way to build. You got to really be smart about it. Now I know this guy in the in the two spot. I don't I don't see the name on, on here who this is, but I'm sure they're a little pissed off because um, Rasheed Rice got taken right before on that Tony Pollard pick, and that would have been a nice pairing with Mahomes and Kelsey. Uh, Isaiah Likely is a good pick. That's a nice one. Uh, Puka Nakua. That's a good pick. You got to be careful not to spread out your team too much, but you got to win the wild card weekend anyway, so it's understandable to make that move. George Kittle over the middle going uh, going with your McCaffrey situation is really, really nice. So nice job. Your team's looking good. I don't know if Tony Pollard was a complete waste of a pick. We'll find out. We will find out, my friend. 
man, this is tough. This is so tough because I'm sitting here looking at. So I'm on deck here. I'm sitting here looking at. Okay. So my team so far, Lamar, Josh Allen, Kyron Williams, Zay Flowers. Uh, you know, I'm going to go Devonta Smith because I, I think that gives me a potential play. So like, let's say, let's say the Ravens face off against the Eagles. Well, now I've got Lamar, I've got Flowers, and I've got Devonta Smith. If they face off against the Rams for some odd, crazy reason, which would be amazing, then I'd have Kyron. But, you know, hard to count on Kyron necessarily being that piece that's going to get me there. Uh, let's see here. So tough to know what to do here because you, you're really... Um, probably going to go with Gus Bus and give myself a Raven. So I got Lamar, Gus Bus, Save Flowers, and then if the Eagles face the Ravens, I got four guys right there. And then Kyron explodes for me, and, and you know, whether the Rams win one game or not, you know, I get some of that action. And Devonta Smith, you know, like I said, if the Eagles face the Ravens, I'm I'm in good shape because I'll have four guys right there: Lamar, Gus Bus, Zay Flowers, and Devonta Smith. So you kind of really structuring your team a certain way. You kind of have to have it go a certain way. You can't draft a bunch of different guys on. You know, all over the place. Like draft slot three's got Debo, Ayuk, Brock Purdy. Those are three ballers right there. Rasheed Rice, Devonta Smith, and Cooper. So there's a big mix there, but that's okay because you've got three guys on one team. You're you're banking on a Niner Super Bowl appearance, and that's going to give you three. You just need two more. So you have to like look to that at some point. But we're running out of players anyway, so it becomes hard. And if you have three guys left, I, I can't imagine you win it all. But you certainly could get to the last round, you know what I mean? And you can still get some cash money that way, rank pretty high, etc. But it doesn't mean you'll win it. It's gonna be hard to win with three players. I'm sure it could it could deter it could depend on like if let's say Purdy had five touchdowns and McCaffrey had four of them. And you know, like you could I could definitely see a team with just three, you know, three niner players like in that scenario making it, but um Jerome Ford. You got a lot of you got a Cleveland Brown thing going there. I don't mind that. Let's see here. Um, Tua. Okay, so I'm on the clock here in a second. I've got I've got some holes. I, I don't know. Don't know what I should do here. This is tough. It's so tough to take a player you like a little lesser, but you're trying to bank on that team. You're making the decision. You're making the decision because you want to have. A player on a team that makes sense for you. So, like Goddard for me, I'm filling, I'm filling up my roster with some Eagle players. So I've got again, if the the Ravens face off against the Eagles, I got Lamar, I've got Gus Bus, I've got Zay Flowers, Devonta Smith, and Goddard. I've got my five guys. And if the 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 Eagles face off against the Bills, I've got Goddard, Devonta Smith, and um. Josh Allen and you know I'd have to have like 
crazy things happen. Miracle performances to really get what I need out of that. Let's go with... I guess I'll go Monty here just to get some middle round or some first and potentially second round points out of my out of my running back stable. So my team so far is Lamar, Josh Allen, Kyron Williams, Gus Bus, David Montgomery, Zay Flowers, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. Obviously rooting for a Ravens versus a Eagles Super Bowl, which is very likely. I mean, there's a, that's a solid chance for that to be the, the case. I like I like the odds of it. It's not a bad not a bad group. I would go Niners because they boom. They're really boom. That's true. Giants winning play. Barkley says silence um, is likely still there. No, he's gone. I would have taken likely. Joe Flacco getting no respect going in the eighth round. Look at that. Look at Joe Flacco falling all the way. Ray G says Barkley should do just fine against the Eagles tomorrow. Ray G likes him. If Ray G likes him, I like him. Ray G to the moon. To the moon. Ray G's a unicorn. He is a unicorn. Thank you, Ray G, for being a unicorn. The unicorn that you are, young man. Oh, man. What do I do? Who do I grab here? I've got a couple uh, a couple uh, players in mind. I do. It went Eli Mitchell. Jared Goff. Probably going to roll with... Uh, I guess I'm going to go Rashad White. Just give myself, a, again, a decent running back stable. Like I said, I, I mean, I'm I'm treading thin at wide receiver, but at the same time, like, I'm, I'm banking on those three guys being used. You know? Like, I, I if I don't get a Ravens versus Eagles Super Bowl, then that's fine. I just won't, you know, this won't be the the, the winning ticket anyway. And, and like, I, I guess I go Odell here. And give myself that extra wide receiver, especially a Raven. And so now I've got, I've got Odell, I've got Zay Flowers, I've got Devonta Smith, I've got Goddard, I've got, um, you know, the, the problem is not having an RB other than Gus, but that's okay. You know, I, I wasn't anticipating winning this anyway, necessarily with a Buffalo Bill versus, um. Eagles matchup anyway the my use for Josh Allen is to rotate with Lamar anyway like even if Lamar even if these other guys are balling out and Josh Allen advances two rounds or whatever I'm getting all that production but I'm, I'm mainly getting his wild card production as well because Lamar's on a bye and I've got Kyron I've got Lamar I've got David Montgomery I've got Rashad White I've got uh I've got um my Eagle players, Goddard, Devonta Smith, 
all for wild card weekend, you know. Eagles get bounced out early this playoffs and sign Derrick Henry next year. Watch, I, I Derrick Henry would be that would be fun to watch him land in a in a new scenario. But he's he's gonna be thirty years old, man. It's gonna be hard to watch him fall apart, but he probably will. You know, and anybody could do it again. I guess it's Derrick Henry. You know, but I don't. I don't. I'm certainly not gonna be drafting him high at all. Uh, appreciate everybody watching. Thank you for dropping a, a like. Thank you for dropping a super chat. Thank you for dropping a comment. Appreciate everybody in here. 118 of you still here. 89 of you hit that thumb up button. Greatly appreciated. Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty is how you can get in one of these and do pickums. And and quite honestly, um, I, I guess we could do a, a quick pickum. Let's do a quick pickum on Underdog Fantasy promo code Smitty, where they'll double your first deposit up to $100. Let's go to pickums. Let's try and figure this out. Uh, let's go. Uh, Rashad White, touchdown. No, let's go. Actually, you know, I'm going to look for some of these um, Scorchers. Let's see what Scorchers are out there. They're not looking too good. It's just such a rough week. Chandler, uh, TD. We'll go Chandler. Addison, a TD. We'll come back to that one. Goff. Samir Gibbs. Monty Atiti. Let's take it. Laporta Atiti. I mean, we don't have anything but Laporta and Monty scoring, right? So it's not that crazy. And then... Um, God, Tyler Aldier times two why not I mean he's the he's the starter <laughs> London London gold Alave God I don't know I don't know what to pick on these because you're just you're playing with fire Ridley Brees Hall touchdown you guys like the Brees Hall touchdown better than than one of of these? Oh, we still need we still need a couple. Brees Hall touchdown, sure. Pollard. Oh, thanks. No oh, thanks, Pollard. Pollard crapped the bed hard. Crapped the bed freaking hard. Barkley, three receptions. What's he had the last handful of weeks? 3-3-2. Three, three, I feel like he could do that. That's not that crazy. Well, 3.5. He's got to get four receptions. Everybody like Hall for a touchdown? Uh, Bijan wasn't a scorcher, though. I'm trying to do all scorchers. Although, I don't know that I need to do another scorcher. I think we're maxed out on that. So, maybe I could just do a Bijan touchdown. Underdogs 0.5 PPR. You know, uh, maybe we just do the 63.5 yards for for Hopkins. So if we did a $10 on this combination of Scorchers, it wins 683. But if we do insurance, it knocks it to 341. 
but it allows us to get all we got to do is get four correct but then it only pays you know what let's do this let's go we'll do five on this one because it five to hit all five and I, and I I do I do a ton of these. I'm just showing you guys what what it could do, what it can pay out. Oh, I gotta unplug this. It doesn't uh, know where I'm at. It's gotta check it out. Okay. So there we go. So here is it. It's final. It's in in the books. Brees Hall, Ty Chandler. Uh, those are, those are all scorchers, but Hopkins, Hopkins, 63.5 yards. Remember he gets paid what a million dollars to hit 49 yards. So I, I just think that's the one to throw in Laporta Monty. Why not give him touchdowns? Let's go. Chark is a three, three times multiplier. That's crazy. Brees Hall TD. All right, guys, appreciate every every single one of you. Hit that thumb up button on the way out the door. Uh, can't thank you enough for being here. See you later. Deuces. Peace out. Live Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Deuces.